0: The Longbox Crusade presents... Action Film Face-Off. This episode is 1977 versus 1993. Two films enter. One film leaves. Two men enter. One man leaves. Two, 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 two men enter. One man leaves. 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 Two men enter. One
1: man leaves. But it ain't about how hard you hit... It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hit.
2: I'm like a black mom. Welcome back to Action Film Face-Off, the show where two random years are selected and my brother will bring an action film from one of the random years while I bring an action film from the other random year. Then those two films will do battle using a variety of criteria and a champion will be crowned by the end of the episode. But let me introduce one of your hosts, my brother, U.S. Army combat veteran of Kosovo and Iraq, Jason the Weasel Skull (laughs) Albrecht.
0: Yes, indeedy, Lemon Squeezy. We are going to score each of today's films on a scale of 1 to 10 in five categories. I know what you're asking. What are those categories? Well, you should know by now, but if you don't, I'm going to roll through them one more time. We've got story. We've got overall spectacle. We've got best action scene. We have the hero and, of course, the villain. And those are out of order. (laughs) Keeping you on your toes, folks. (laughs) Keeping you on your toes. And then, in addition to all that excitement, we're going to have a deduction round where up to 10 points can be subtracted. Not (laughs) subtracted, but you minus it. You (laughs) minus it, Jared. I got it. I'm with you. From the film's total for whatever we determine is the low point of the movie. So let's find out what this episode's first action film is going to be from my brother and co-host, a U.S. Air Force combat veteran of Iraq, and a combat self-defense instructor, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. Thank you, Jason. Now,
2: before we get our two films down to the video, dome Marine, and I can hear people chanting for blood from here... We are thrilled to kick off this episode with special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, which is theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com, early access to special long box episodes, and so much more. So, these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show.
1: Thank you for being a friend.
2: Bill Beer. Blast stash it. Bob Buster Buster. Braxton Underwood Dave Collins Gene Hendricks I The Collector
0: Ivor Evans Joe Thomas John and Maggie Hey Maggie Maxwell Traver Miranda W Reggie Hancock Rick
2: of Jeff and Rick Present Ronald Wint Ross Michaud Samantha Maney
0: Sean Urbanski Steve Cronin It was nice to meet you Steve Anderson Nice young man Timmy Toronto Cop who is Scorpio for a thousand?
2: If we missed you on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, we will be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Let us know that we missed you by sending in an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? I'm not falling for it. All right. He's not falling for it, but it is simple. How do I become a Crusaders Club member? Tell me! You can't, we don't let you, but everybody else is welcome. Just head over to Patreon.com and search Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club, so come check it out. We give away a lot of free stuff, people. For a buck a month?
0: Come on now! I know, it costs more than a buck just to drive to the post office to mail the free stuff that we give out. We are digging ourselves a terrible financial hole for these people! (laughs) We should have thought (laughs) through this economic model a little better i tell you what yeah still a deal's a deal deal's a deal so now let's get back to the combat and learn a bit about the film gladiators about to battle for your pleasure well for this episode
2: i was assigned the year of 1977 which we've had before and we used star wars
0: turns out there was more than star wars in the theater in 1977 who knew huh? what's there <laughs>
2: Was there? Well, actually, there was. We did a little bit of digging and we found a 1977 film called Sorcerer starring Roy Scheider and Bruno Kramer. Now, I've never seen Sorcerer. Jason, had you ever seen Sorcerer before we did it for the show?
0: I had never seen, nor had I heard of Sorcerer. And sorcerer was not what I anticipated at all. <laughs> I know.
2: Oh, I can't wait to reveal this. I bet not a lot of you out there in podcast land have seen 1977 Sorcerer starring Roy Scheider, but we will get into it. Uh, you
0: know what the theme song should have been? Slow Ride by Foghat. <laughs>
2: the randomizer select for you jason
0: i got 1993 so i wasn't as risky as you i put into our video dome arena demolition man starring sylvester stallone and wesley snipes
2: mm, something tells me you're playing it safe is going to pay off in the
0: long run <laughs> <laughs> is it cold in here or is it just me <laughs>
2: Well, we've got a fine matchup for this one, folks, so it's important to point out that this isn't really Jared versus Jason. We each had to select from our assigned year, so I might very well like his selection better than mine, or vice versa. This is really just all about us discussing some beloved action films and coming to a consensus on which one is this episode's champion. At this point, we give you a spoiler warnings. Neither of these movies have big plot twists or anything like that. But you know what? If you haven't seen Sorcerer from 1977, which you probably haven't, you can pause it now. and Go check it out. I believe it's about a two-hour time investment. Or if you haven't seen Demolition Man, I mean, you should have by now. But if you haven't, you can watch that too. We'll be here when you get back. Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. Welcome back. Those were pretty good movies, weren't they? <laughs> I enjoyed them. I hope you guys enjoyed that since you just came back from pausing the show. Now that you're all sped up on Sorcerer and Demolition Man, let me jump in with the quick info for 1977's Sorcerer. It's risky moving one of those cases 10 feet. That fire is over
1: 200 miles away. Sure you up there, could you use it? How the hell are you going to get it's it It's not your problem. We'll get it up there. I swear to Christ, I don't know.
2: All right, your cast and crew includes Roy Scheider and Bruno Kramer. It was directed by William Friedkin. And here's your synopsis. Four men from four different parts of the world end up in a dirt-poor village in South America. They're all there for different reasons, hiding under fake identities because they're hiding from a variety of dangerous pasts. A local oil drilling company gives the four men an opportunity to improve their situation with a high-paying but very dangerous assignment. Transport some very volatile nitro explosives across 200 miles of dangerous jungle. Now here's some trivia on this. This is actually the remake of a 1953 film called Wages of Fear. It was a French film that's based off of the novel. So basically, this was an old novel that got turned into a French film and then got remade in 77 with Roy Scheider. Uh, another interesting trivia nugget for you is there's a, a very good scene in the film that involves a suspension bridge and some trucks crossing the bridge. That suspension bridge cost one million bucks to build. And then due to the river drought that they built it over, they built it over this river, right? And Then they had a drought and the river just disappeared. So they had to tear it down and rebuild it for another million bucks on a different river. And guess what happened after they built it over the other river? Drought? It also <laughs> droughted. It didn't completely dry up. It went down to about 18 inches of water. So when you watch that scene in the film, that, that river is actually only about 18 inches deep.
0: What about when he fell into the river? So was that like filmed at like a studio tank? Or was he just like... Maybe like, faking like, it. I don't know. Wait, why is your butt still showing? From, <laughs> oh, <laughs> from oh he, no. Oh,
2: I can't make it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I gonna do (laughs) well speaking of that scene it took three months to film that scene and the trucks with the actors in them and everything actually fell off the bridge five times so it was quite an arduous Expedition, if I use that word correctly?
0: I think you did. All right.
2: Yeah, I can usually po- your job to bring the big words, but I'm, I'm using one.
0: Well, that was half the movie, driving that truck across that bridge. <laughs> it was a good scene, though. We'll talk it. About was it. a good scene. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. But before we delve into the masterpiece that is Sorcerer, I'm going to give you the rundown on 1993's Demolition Man
1: the end of a century ravaged by violence a society of perfect order will arise criminals will be frozen and reprogrammed in cryogenic prisons the prisoners are ice cubes their criminal instincts are being reprogrammed as they sleep aggression and deviant behavior will be totally eliminated
2: criminal the likes of which you have never seen in a bad time he was the worst
1: i'm gonna love running this place but in the year 2032
2: this morning simon phoenix escaped from this cryo
1: facility we are quite frankly not equipped to deal with the situation amidst a world of peace and calm we're police officers we're not trained for this kind of violence the fiendish simon phoenix apprehended back in the 20th in the end it took just one man john spartan you mean the demolition man the conditions of your parole are full reinstatement into the sapd an immediate assignment to the apprehension of simon phoenix two mortal enemies just jumped in and say hi from another time pass this over time on a future that isn't big enough for the both of them. Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Demolition Man.
0: In case you're, you know, been living under a rock and haven't seen Demolition Man, it starred Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock, and Dennis Leary. It was directed by Marco Brambia, and the synopsis is as follows. Hard-charging police sergeant John Spartan will stop at nothing to end the criminal reign of psychopath Simon Phoenix. Just as Spartan makes his collar, however, he is set up by Phoenix for the murder of dozens of innocent civilians. Framed for a crime he did not commit, Spartan and Phoenix are both put into a cryostasis prison. When Phoenix escapes under mysterious circumstances 40-plus years in the future, the genteel and passive police force are outmatched by Simon's savagery and violence. Their only option? Release John Spartan and let the mayhem begin. Good. 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 (laughs) Excellent. A few little nuggets of trivia here about Demolition Man. So Wesley Snipes is a professional martial artist and his kicks and punches were so fast that they actually had to slow them down for the movie. Originally, Jackie Chan was considered for the role of Simon Phoenix, and Laurie Petty was cast as Huxley, but she quit the film due to creative differences. And Jackie Chan was not comfortable after all the years of playing a hero suddenly being a villain in front of the Chinese audiences.
2: You know, I just, I can't see him as a bad guy. It's, he's just too nice a guy.
0: Yeah, it's a hard one for me to picture. Like Jet Li, sure.
2: Yeah, Jet Li could do it, but you know what? Ultimately, I'm glad it was Wesley. We'll get into it, but I think he's great in this movie.
0: I do too. Yeah, we'll definitely talk more. We'll have your people get with my people or <laughs> that. The movie is heavily edited and removes a boss fight between Stallone and Ventura, as well as scenes involving Spartan's daughter, who's mentioned in the movie. And this may reflect in my scoring. Just throwing it out there. I understand. And now that we have the basics on today's contestants, Here we go,
1: ladies and gentlemen, test your might.
2: Well, now it's time to get into round one, and round one is the story.
1: Tiger, uppercut!
2: How engaging is the story? How original is the story? So, Jason, talk to me about 1977's story of Sorcerer, which has nothing to do with magic, dragons, swords, or anything like that.
0: And there goes half our audience. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, caveat about Sorcerer. I had a... Very hard time scoring this one same here it is like no other movie that i can really remember seeing the biggest one i could really compare it to modern times is like maybe hateful eight and that's because this this really it's a story that really delves into the characters and even though it's a very on the surface simple mission of transporting explosive 200 miles across the jungle the movie really shows how grueling it is. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a reverse of what you want from an action film. Mm-hmm. Instead of going fast, high-speed car chases, the trick is to go slow because you don't want things to blow up. <laughs> yeah, That's
2: right. It's a weird <laughs> feeling on action film face-up to be like, don't blow up, don't Oh blow
0: my up. God, it's going <laughs> to blow up. Don't do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You know, it's almost like this weird, bizarro version of an action film, and yet it really works. What did you think of the story?
2: You know I'm right there with you. I'd never seen it. You'd never seen it. We just kind of looked at it. It had high scores on like IMDb. It was from '77, and we were like, you know what? You know, we hung it out there with three the hard way. We'd never seen that, so let's do it again, right? Let's grab a '70s film we'd never seen, yep. and it starts out like very actiony. In fact, I texted you. I was like, oh man, it's got a hot start. You know, we're off to the races. And then it did. You did. R- you did. <laughs> It really slows down, but in a good way. So it's going to be a tough score for me, just like you said, because it's not flashbang, it's the opposite. It's don't flashbang, you know, don't let this nitro explode. And it's very tense. It's much more of a... Th- thriller? I'd say than an action film. Yeah. But uh, I I by no means regret watching it. So that's my thought on the overall story. So let's uh let's go to a movie that people actually know what the hell we're talking about and look at Demolition Man. What do you think? What's your overall thoughts on that one?
0: Well, I really enjoyed Demolition Man when it came out it and it'd been several years since I'd seen it. Probably about since the time it came out in the 90s at least. So I was like, I wonder if this is going to hold up, you know. Mm-hmm. And it did. I thought it really held up pretty well elements of the story that some of the things that they were picking on at the future i was kind of cracking up because some of those things have kind of like yes come true yes you know okay we've already given the listeners a peek behind the curtain that you and i are both kind of on opposite ends of the political spectrum to some degree mm-hmm. but i have a feeling that in this world both you and i would be heading for the nearest manhole coming <laughs> to get down the Edgar friendly yes Society and get me a rat burger and a beer.
2: Yes, I would live with that girl friendly, I do believe.
0: Yeah, I think I'd be right there with you. But overall, (laughs) I mean I love sci-fi action, so this is right my wheelhouse. I think the man versus man aspect of Spartan versus Phoenix was outstanding, and we'll get into that a little bit more with the characters. Kind of the man out of time element, the uncomfortable feelings of being displaced. Stallone did a really good job portraying those. I thought overall it was really well paced, too. It didn't seem like there was a lot of extraneous moments. It seemed like you got to the action beats pretty quickly. So those are my thoughts. What what do you think?
2: Well, you mentioned in your trivia that I didn't know this, but I had my suspicions that it was heavily edited, so it does move very crisply. I actually feel like I'd be very interested to see a director's cut and see what was left out, because I did pick up on that fact that there was a storyline about a daughter that didn't resolve itself, I know there'll be more on that later. But overall, I love the story of Demolition Man. It's creative, yet simple enough for everybody to understand. You know, it's a sci-fi story that you don't have to sit there and go, now what? Now how does that, you know? It's no Prometheus, man. You don't have have to sit there and put your brain in it you can really just kind of check out grab a thing of popcorn watch it and just enjoy it but yet it has a very creative edge so i really like that and when it comes to the score i'll tell you right now i had one score written down but as the credits rolled I added a point to it because I was like, this movie is genuinely funny. There's, a, there's a many laugh out loud moments. And I'm like, I'm giving it a bump because not only is it a great sci-fi action story, but it made me laugh multiple times.
0: Yeah. The only thing that I, I really had a problem with, you touched on the daughter element and I did a little more research, a little deeper dive into it. And there's the scene where there's the gunfight down in Edgar Friendly's underworld mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And he's like protecting this girl. That was supposed to be his daughter. And she shows up again standing next to Benjamin Bratt at another scene. Mm. And so they, they edited out all these other scenes with her. And I was just curious. Like, I guess I didn't have a problem with them editing it saying, OK, well, maybe we don't want to get into this with the story. But why did they keep it in mm. right up front? Why didn't they just edit it out altogether? I don't know. That was a head scratcher for me.
2: Yeah, they probably shot the whole film and then just made a last minute decision or... Whatever.
0: So, let's do the scores,
2: and going back to nineteen seventy-seven, Sorcerer on a scale of 1 to 10, what'd you score that story, man? It was uh, it was different.
0: It was really different. I don't think they really make movies like this too much anymore, and it's kind of sad that they don't. I thought it was a well-conceived plot, had some great actors. I enjoyed it. It's way different from your traditional action film. Like you said, it may not fit the modern definition of an action film, but it's entertaining, so I'm giving it an 8.
2: Oh, that's a high mark indeed, and I'm not—I'm not too far away, man. I gave it a seven. I liked—I liked it a lot. I thought it was solid. It's very seventies though, and like you mentioned, they don't make films a lot like this anymore. They don't really spoon feed you anything. No, you kind of have to figure everything out as it goes. And I thought that was kind of a neat feeling that I hadn't had in a while.
0: Yeah, and I really appreciated. Some of those scenes were really long, and I know my kids would probably be like, "Oh, this is going. Why isn't anything happening?" (laughs) But I really appreciated seeing those actors of those grueling conditions out there just really selling the scene i really appreciated it
2: I'm, r- I'm right there with you i think if you know we'd had this on vhs as kids and like our father was watching i'd be like this movie is slow and dumb but as you get older i think you could appreciate such a character driven movie yeah so uh let's go over to something a little more popcorn and a little more fun and talk about demolition man and
0: you've got a score for me I do, and you summed it all up with fun. I'm giving it a (laughs) 7.
2: So I gave Sorcerer a 7, and you gave it an 8, and then you gave Demolition Man a 7, and I'm giving Demolition Man an 8. And like I mentioned earlier, I originally wrote down 7, but as the credits rolled, I was like, this movie genuinely cracked me up. And I was like, that humor element gets a bump, so I gave it an 8.
0: You know what? During this movie, I paid attention to the swear machines that were given to it. Yes, yes,
2: yes.
0: And I was like, I'm going to pay attention. Like, every time they swear, I better hear that consistently buzzing. And they did. They did. did. (laughs) Every time there was a swear word, (laughs) there was like, it may have been like way in the back, like, yeah, (laughs) you could hear. The only time they didn't was in the, in the um, car. Mu- Yeah, in the museum fight, and I think that's because they'd shot everything up, so there probably wasn't a
2: right, right. And I think like when they were in the car, or I think when they were like kind of away, like in an outdoors area where there wasn't a you know a sensor area, they, there was a couple, but they all made sense. They were really only really buzzing in those where they could be monitored,
0: you know. Right, right. You know what? It would have been funny is in the car when he went like. <"S-> <laughs> Like, and it had turned into a <laughs> cannoli and giving them the ticket first. <laughs> you that see one. the ticket coming out in slow motion as he's, as he's <laughs> flying through the air.
2: <laughs> oh, man. That was funny stuff. Well, that's it for round one.
0: So uh, why don't you go ahead and take us into round two? All right. Well, in round two, we're going to talk about the hero or heroes of the movies. And uh, let's kick it off with Sorcerer, Jared. What were your thoughts on the heroes of the movie? Ooh,
2: man. The heroes are interesting because... They're not. They're not. They're not. (laughs) They're all
0: kind of bad people. Kind of. One's like a terrorist.
2: Yeah. (laughs) There's a terrorist like a hitman, a mobster, and an embezzler. So they all have sketchy pasts, but you root for them. They come together in such a way that you root for them. You know, they're all hiding out from the law. And ultimately, the ultimate hero of the film, so the people at home know, because we know nobody's seen this damn movie, is Roy Scheider's character. He was a mobster from, like, Boston. And oh, by the way, that robbery that you saw in the movie where they robbed the church bingo... That was based yeah. on an actual robbery that really happened, by the way. Was he Serrano or was he Dominguez? I think he was Dominguez.
0: I was leaning towards Dominguez. Yeah, my... I think Roy I think... was
2: Dominguez. I think the French guy was... Yes, and I think the French guy was Serrano. And those are your, like, your two main leads. And then the terrorist guy and the hitman guy are kind of like the supporting leads. But they do a really great job with character development. It's hard to really pin a hero. They're not heroic. They're out for themselves. But they still have to work together. It's hard to explain but ultimately it was really great to watch uh i know i've got muddy thoughts here maybe you can demuddy them i doubt it give it your best shot
0: well it's pretty muddy film actually (laughs) like literally (laughs) muddy
2: film yes
0: no i think you hit the nail on the head the one thing that was interesting is that these are four scumbags you know just to paint a picture of it for you one of them is fleeing israel because he planted a bomb that killed a bunch of people The other robbed a gangster, another gangster in New York, and some people died. One was a hitman. And who am I missing? Oh, the other guy was... French guy. He broke some European law and, and uh, <laughs> pretty much abandoned his wife to escape prosecution. And they all end up in this little town in the jungle. And then to make it even more interesting, they're working for this oil company who's obviously exploiting the people, you know, so they're not really great people themselves. And it's another terrorist act that sets off this wellfire, which calls for the need of the nitroglycerin to be transported so that the specialists can put out the wellfire It's like none of these people are good. So heroes is a real relative (laughs) term here. But Jared's right. I mean, you're actually rooting for them just because the film does a really good job of bringing you into the story where you can see, like, the bug bites, the sunburn, the rashes, the bruises as they're just doing this grueling track through the jungle. And as they're going around obstacles or through obstacles, you're just like, oh, man. Man, it's, it's intense. It is. I think you and I are pretty much lockstep on the Heroes concept. It's tough, but we'll wrap it up when we score it. All right. All right. So next we got Demolition Man. What are your thoughts on Demolition Man? Have you heard of this guy? Sylvester Stallion?
2: Yep, I've heard of Sylvester Stallion. Okay. And he was really good in this, as he is in everything. I'm a homer for Stallone, in case our listeners didn't know that. I pretty much adore everything he's ever done.
0: You know what you want? Go out and get what you (laughs) want.
2: Exactly. And he played John Spartan in this film. It doesn't take a lot of depth to play the character. It's just a straight-up action hero cop in the future. But man, he brings that Stallone fun. He makes it fun, he makes you laugh, he brings the hot action, the stunts, and just all that. He's everything you want from one of these popcorn summertime action films. By adding that sense of humor, I think he kind of took it to another level, and I really enjoyed it. So what do you think about Stallone as Spartan in the hero of Demolition Man?
0: Yeah, it's kind of interesting because in my mind, I break Stallone's career up into like Rocky Rambo era. Mm-hmm. And then now you've got the Expendables, you know, over the hill action hero, but still a lot of charm, still incredibly fit. And then this falls in that middle gray area, of the 90s, where it seems like there's a lot of hit and miss. And you and say
2: so. I think it's hit and hit, but I'm a, okay. <laughs> I'm a whole. (laughs)
0: and i really like this one i think this is one of his best from the 90s era and he just seems to be having a good time Mm -hmm. in this film you're right he's funny he brings the charm he brings the energy he could be dangerous in certain elements of it he does a really good job of he's kind of like captain america before captain america was on the big screen you know just trying to fumble his way Mm -hmm. through this
2: yeah man out out of time and
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I thought he brought a a good range of acting emotions and physicality to the screen. So well done. All right. I think it's time to score. The score. What are you going to score the heroes from Sorcerer? Well, I ended
2: up giving it a six. I want to be very clear. There's no slight on the actors or the performance or how everything was set up. Like you said, it's very intriguing. The actors are very, very good. But the heroes aren't terribly heroic. They don't get a lot of heroic moments, really. It's just... They are who they are. Again, don't let the six in the hero column make you think they're bad performances because they're fantastic performances. It's just the heroes are just sort of an odd concept for this film. That's the best way I can explain it. What do you got?
0: I went a little bit higher with the seven, and I struggled with this one mightily because, like you said, they're not heroes by any stretch of the imagination. But there were two things that captured my attention. And number one is even though these guys were scumbags, And when was the last time that you were actually rooting for a Palestinian terrorist in a movie? I think on a scale of one to never, it was probably never. Yeah, (laughs) it was about never. But god dang, I was, man. I was like, okay, this guy knows how to make bombs. He could blow this tree stump out of the way, right? (laughs) Go for it, terrorist guy. I knew this was going to pay off. I knew it.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, so that was one thing. Like the film did an incredible job of taking some scumbags and making me care about them. Yep. And two, I think it really highlighted this one moment with Roy Scheider near the end of the movie when spoiler alert, the assassin guy was dying. The easy thing for him to have done was just drive off with that truck. He was going to get that cut of the money. He could have just left him behind. The guy was dying anyway, obviously, but he lifts him up into the truck, continues on with him trying to save his life the whole way. Mm -hmm. They didn't really like each other. (laughs) (laughs) No, there wasn't much about that guy because I I really thought the two of them were going to end up fighting at the end of the movie because I thought the Nilo guy was going to want to get Roy Scheider's cut or maybe even the other way around. Mm -hmm. And that was going to lead to some brawl or shootout or something uh, end of the movie. So I guess it just kind of like it went against every stereotype and expectation that I had. I found that very interesting. So seven for me. All right, one that's not quite as hard. <laughs> <laughs> a little more clear cut over here. Yeah, yeah. Demolition Man, Sylvester Stallone and crew. What are you giving him?
2: A very solid seven. Uh, I think it was a really good performance. It's not one of his best. I mean, let's let's face it. He's he's not playing in a Rocky or a Creed movie, or especially I'm taking with the later Rambo film. So I would consider those his top ends. His you know more like nines and tens performances.
0: Wait, what about Stopper? My mom will shoot.
2: That's an eleven.
0: Okay, just oh. want to make sure we were on the same page. <laughs> right. But
2: I uh, giving him a seven is again much like I talked about in the last one with with Sorcerer. That's no slight on his performance. The performance was fine. It's just more of a cookie cutter movie, and he did a good job with the humor and the action. So I'm solid seven. What do you say?
0: I'm right there with you. All the same reasons. You know, sometimes you could take a look at the film and say, okay, you know, the actor is cashing it in for a paycheck here, and maybe he was with this one, but he really did seem to be taken a lot of pride in his performance maybe it's a nod to the director as well i don't know but yeah he was definitely top form both physically and had his acting range going had me laughing out loud several moments so i'm very confident giving bull sly a seven for this movie all right so that's the hero did you ever figure out who the villain was
2: Well, I'll tell you what. Let me move <laughs> us into round three.
0: I'm really, boy, I'm really sweating when you ask me the
2: question. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I get to ask the questions. Let's get into <laughs> round three.
0: Let the mayhem begin. I just have a big question mark where my score should be.
2: <laughs> round three is the villain. How menacing or entertaining is this villain? Well, let's be honest, Jason. The villain and the sorcerer is the jungle. So what do you give in the jungle? <laughs> Unless you've got more words to say on it. (laughs) You don't have to give Uh, me a score. You don't have to give me a score, but give me your thoughts. What are your thoughts on The Jungle? Unless you have more to say on it.
0: uh, It was The Jungle. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, honestly, all I wrote down here is there are no villains other than The Jungle. There's corruption, greed, and revenge, and it's all woven into this film.
2: There was some small villainry with some highway robbers near the end. Mm Mm-hmm. That's your basically your only shootout. Well, there's a couple at the very beginning, but after that, your only shootout is.
0: There's the Bob violence kind of in the middle of the movie. Yeah, if you're looking for a boss battle, you're not going to find it. You're not going. It's,
2: it's man versus nature, very much.
0: And that's really all I have to say about that. And that's all I have to say about that too. I'm, I'm not even going to do follow
2: up comments. Their villain is the jungle. Can they make the journey? That is it. But meanwhile, over in 1993's Demolition Man, we've got, uh, I, I you know, I'm predicting some high scores here when we get to that part of the show. We've got Wesley Snipes as Simon Phoenix. Regale me with your thoughts, Jason.
0: I really appreciated this movie because I think this is one of the, you know, what makes a great action movie. One of the elements is when you have a great villain offset against a great hero. We already talked about Sly and same can be said about wesley snipes he is just wonderfully nasty in this film oh
2: he's having fun
0: he is having fun he is funny (laughs) he's deadly he almost reminded me of like the joker in some ways like you know that type of character mayhem for mayhem's sake and having a blast along the way yeah he's like yeah i'm just doing it right i mean you know he's not doing it for money he's not he's just doing he's just an agent of chaos and he's loving it Let's just wrap it up with his physicality. He was in fantastic shape. You know, his fight scenes are incredible. He owned the screen whenever he was on it in this movie. So hats off to Wesley Snipes.
2: Man, I can't say it any better than that. The only thing I'll add is and maybe it's the artist or the comic book designer in me. His character design is really good. He's got that blonde hair. He's got the two mismatch colored eyes and he's always in some very striking outfit. So the, he's com- wearing
0: like tire treads at one point. Yeah.
2: The costuming is incredible. Like every time you see him on screen because of not only how he's acting, but the way he looks, it's always just captivating and he's fun to watch. So, all the things that you said, plus really good costuming and character design overall. Well, let's score it. Well, what'd you give the jungle? <laughs> and the sorcerer? Three. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, meow, meow, meow.
0: I, I mean, there wasn't really a villain, but...
2: I was more generous than you, and again, you and I both said it up front, this movie is a head-scratcher because it's almost an anti-action movie action movie. The less action, the better, because you don't want it to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like the jungle did become its own character, presenting them challenges and whatnot, so I was more lenient than you. I gave it a five. I gave it right down the middle of the road. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I can see where you're going. Maybe I was a little cold with the three, but that's... No, I think it's fair.
2: I mean, it's so broad, and it's like, how did you interpret it, you know? And no, I think your three is absolutely fair. Now, here's what I'm interested in. We're going to go back to Demolition Man. I'm going to tell you right now, before we reveal our scores, this is one of those rare movies where my villain scored higher than my hero. Is that the same for you? A little bit, yes. Okay, let's see it. What'd you give it? I gave him
0: an eight. I thought he was a solid eight the whole way. Same here. I gave him an eight as well. I thought he was just a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. Just a little more captivating
2: when he was on screen. Mm -hmm. After three rounds of Demolition Man, you and I are only one point apart right now. Huh, okay. (laughs) So we both have similar feelings on Demolition Man. Well, that's going to be it for round three of the villain round. And Chase, take us into round four.
0: Is that your best? All right. Well, round four is the spectacle. How visually engaging is the film overall? That includes stunts, effects, cinematography, all that good stuff. And we're going to start it off with 77 Sorcerer. Jared, what are your thoughts on the spectacle of that film?
2: Well, like every time we talk about this movie, it's a different kind of spectacle. The camera works fantastic. The settings is fantastic. The sets are awesome. The environment they build is really good, but it's not a lot of flashbangs. It's not a lot of eye candy, but it is still holding my interest. I didn't look at my phone during the film, which, you know, that's one of the things we kind of graded against. I'm like, let me check Twitter or whatever. I stayed engaged, but I also felt like overall it had a very 1970s pacing problem. So, mixed results? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I think I was a little more forgiving about the pacing because again, I think the object of this film is to slow down. And one one of the things that i really liked about this film is how well it holds up today and you mentioned it like the jungle scenes mm-hmm. like you could see those films like if it was filmed today i think it would look very similar to what they did in the movie right you couldn't really improve it a ton no no you really couldn't it didn't call for a lot of green screen effects or anything like that which is also impressive because Like you said, I think they dumped that truck like five times during the course of Mm -hmm. filming that road bridge scene. So maybe if they did have a green screen, they'd be like, well, (laughs) they're going to save themselves, you know, five trips into the river. (laughs) Three months of shooting to do that scene. I guess. Yeah. Because they did it that way, it holds up really well. The other thing that I liked about it, and I'm going to go a little bit off trail here, but you remember the movie um, The Thing? Hell yeah. Okay. (laughs) So John Carpenter's The Thing, right? One of the things that I like about The Thing, which resonated with me in this movie, is how realistic it looked. Like how grungy Mm -hmm. the people looked. Like they looked, and you could almost like smell the you know, in the... (laughs) Coming out of those huts, right? You Same thing in this movie, man. You could smell the funk. Like, mm-hmm. you could, it just, it looked grungy. To me, that was one of the strengths and one of the driving factors in my score. <laughs> He's a driving factor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, good, good. I dig that. All right. So that's Sorcerer. What about Spectacle for Demolition Man? He's all right. Yeah, (laughs) it's a spectacle film.
2: Everything about it is spectacle and it plays a real nice other side of the coin to what you just said in sorcerer. It was grungy and it was dirty in demolition, man. It's in the future and everything is super clean. You know, everything is very crisp, and shiny. So it has a really engaging environment because you're really just kind of soaking in all their futuristic looks. And let's be honest, a lot of times when movies do futuristic looks, you're sometimes like, it's distracting or you're like, "Eh, I don't know about that. But this one, it didn't feel distracting. It was fun to look at. I mean, overall, I thought it was really great. And then, of course, you have really good action scenes. You have a lot of high energy things going on. And when they do go grungy is when they go underground. And that looks great, too. So yeah. Look for a high score. I think all their environments were wonderful. I think their action scenes were engaging. And then there was the humor element. Lots of spectacle, lots to see. I feel like this is a movie you can watch multiple times and notice more things as you go. And, and I love movies that do that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And I think, like we mentioned before, I thought that the future really holds up. And that's always kind of the danger element of these movies, right? Like, you know, it's like, oh, this is the future. This is 2020. And you're like, well, I'm, you know, we're almost at 2020. It doesn't look anything like. <laughs> this <laughs> i i noticed that <laughs> but at the same time i mean there's one scene in there remember when simon phoenix goes up to that guy that's like he's in a phone booth like thing but he's like getting his therapy session
2: therapy <laughs> yes they have therapy on the streets yes
0: and i happen to be listening to a podcast and they're advertising these therapy sessions on your phone like a like an app for therapy <laughs> yes, I heard, heard. and i i was just like i was rolling laughing i was like holy cow this <laughs> film was ahead of its time man uh, so, and i still love
2: taco bell <laughs>
0: I know. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not surprised that Taco Bell survived. (laughs) To be honest, I had Taco Bell just before this uh, recording tonight. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So I was just like, "Yeah, this movie holds up pretty well." You know, the sexting call that he receives by accident on his phone.
2: <laughs> there is a lot of stuff, and it's funny because you, yeah, you're right. They predicted some things. You know, it's you see a, th- a lot of things in our our society of, of people like wanting to legislate healthier foods and the legislation of you know that kind of thing. And, it, and it's like, oh my goodness, they're do they've done it in this future. You got to well, go it, underground to get a rat burger.
0: Man. I know, man. <laughs> you know, and the funny thing about it too is it's, it's like if you're on the left, you'd hate it. If you're on the right, you'd hate I know, it. Yes. <laughs> It's like, Oh, hey, there are no guns. What? No guns? What the hell? You know, and it's like, oh, but there's no meat either. Uh, no meat. Ah, what the... <laughs> it's like, oh, no abortion. What? What? Oh, now the left's all riled up. It's like everybody go down to friendly land.
2: It's like everybody went to their extremes, you know, to make the world, the society so perfect that it was imperfect, if that makes yep. any sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, but I mean, and then you know, just to wrap it up, like with what you said, there are tons of good action elements. It's always cool when Stallone and Phoenix square off. They do several times in this film, and it's always brilliant. Good blend of gunfights, fistfights. Only thing that I really just I, it had kind of that same '90s, you know, keep jumping through the air, pumping off. Yes, yeah, guns with the same. I'm going to uh, talk about sacrifice. that in my deduction round. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right well i will stop there then it's a, I guess it's time to score then let's score him score him all right sorcerer Give it to me, spectacle.
2: I tell you what, I'm going to be honest with you, you might have actually changed my mind on my score. Because initially I just gave it a six. But man, you what did you score it? I feel like you have a seven or higher.
0: I gave it a six.
2: Okay. well You <laughs> gave me a passion speech and I was like, it might deserve more because it's a different kind of spectacle. But nah, we're in lockstep. I, I can stick with my six.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot if you're a red meat action guy here. It, you know, and that's kind of what this podcast is supposed to be about. But yeah, luck of the draw, we gave this one a shot. And I think it's fair to say that, you know, if you expand your mind a little bit, you're willing to try new things, then I'd give this one a six. All right. So both sixes for that. Demolition Man, what'd you give it? I'm uh, quite taken with this movie, and I gave it an eight. Okay. I was a little bit lower than you with a seven. I think that, you know, overall it was really good. Still holds up, but, you know, not the best chase scenes, not the best action scenes, but still very good. Yeah, I can see that.
2: They're very of their time. And nothing super stand out, but I think I bumped it up just a little bit because of how well they pulled off their future look.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's a fair assessment.
2: Indeed, indeed. I guess that is, I don't guess, I know for a fact that's the end of that round. Let's go into round five. It's my favorite round right here. If you're up to me, I'd just kill you. Well, round five is the best action scene. If you're going to be on action film face-off, you better have a really good action scene, which does not bode well for Sorcerer. <laughs> <laughs> So let's start talking about it. What's your best action scene in Sorcerer and what are your thoughts on it?
0: I have a feeling, well, maybe not. Maybe we are a little different on this one. I have a guess that which one you're going to pick, you may surprise me. Okay. Well, I'm going with crossing the rope bridge. Although it was more thriller than action, it was intense and it held my attention the whole way. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, like, what would have happened if they would have taken uh, or Roy Scheider's path? Because remember, it was that French who was like, "We stick to the map," and then the Mm -hmm. next thing, (laughs) next thing you know, that's like, oh god. If I was Roy Schein, I'd be wondering, like, I bet, like there's probably, like, a paved road, you know? Or
2: <laughs> Smooth, paid. Yeah, you'll love it. I-, I picked the same scene, by the way. The-
0: okay. I was wondering if you would go with the opening scene. I thought, because that- there was a lot of action. In there was a lot of action up front, but I was
2: still kind of figuring out what was going on. Funny additional trivia, by the way. There was a lot of people who came out to the lobby after the film started and said, well, I don't want to watch a foreign film. I don't want to read subtitles. Because a lot of the front of the movie is subtitled.
0: You know, I was thinking that too, actually, as I was watching it, particularly with the French guy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And they actually ended up reissuing posters for the lobby for the movie that says, you know, very clearly it's a, it's an American film and, some, I can't remember the exact phrasing they put on there, but they made it very clear that subtitles were going to happen, but it was an American film. Okay. So anyway, that is neither here nor there, because there's not a lot of dialogue in the truck scene as they cross the river, but there's a lot of tension, and it's long and arduous like it's supposed to be, and it holds your attention, so yep, truck scene is also my favorite. Not a lot of action, but a really good thriller moment.
0: I thought that one dude was going to get run over, too. Probably. I really did. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, there's a lot of action scenes to choose from in Demolition Man. I'm interested to see which one you selected. So what you got?
0: I'm going with the museum fight. Nice. I thought that one, and I went back and forth on a couple of these because there's some really good ones, but I thought the museum fight was just really cool. It's the first time you get to see the two of them match up again in the future, and it's pretty spectacular. Uh, Bone crunching punches. The you're on TV line, I thought that was great. (laughs) Gunshots. There's a cannon that's fired in there and that how much do you weigh i love that part too <laughs> he, he might almost convinced me because i picked a different scene but I, you might be winning me over oh i was going back and forth on some of these but i settled on museum fight
2: uh i ended up going with the final battle i know it's kind of a cop-out but the final battle i thought was a lot of fun with kind of that big claw machine swinging around, and just everything looked good, and it was high energy. Stallone kind of takes a beating there pretty hard at the beginning, but he does that Stallone thing and kind of rallies back, and I just liked it. The funny thing to me about this movie is there's a lot of action beats, and they and I think they could all be in contention. And maybe that hurts the movie a little bit, but it's good, solid action all the way through, but I don't know that there's a super standout scene.
0: The reason that I swore that one off is because if you're going to out jesse the body ventura man you better fight jesse the body ventura in that final scene he wasn't in it very much at all we don't even know what happened to that cat you could be like the governor of california for all we know right
2: now <laughs> you meet wait the schwarzenegger presidential library yeah <laughs> is that <dead> guy president yeah <laughs> That was a funny, funny scene. But let's go ahead and score it. You like the truck scene. I like the truck scene. You liked it to the tune of how many points out of ten?
0: I gave it six points.
2: It's exactly what I gave it. Six out of ten.
0: I don't know why. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. <laughs> I can't either. Just watch the damn movie, people. Uh,
2: I know. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's not a great action movie, but it's a very entertaining movie with a lot of action tension. If that makes sense. Oh uh, yeah. I, I
0: have a feeling our listeners would like. I'll just leave it at that.
2: Yeah, Demolition Man, what do you think? You gave the museum scene what score out of 10?
0: Uh, I gave it a 7. Like I said, overall spectacle was a 7. I think pretty much they all kind of ran the same amount. There wasn't really one that stood out too much over the others for me, so I played on a 7 for that as well.
2: Well, strange coincidence. I gave my scene a 7 as well. They're all pretty standard throughout the film. It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun to watch and got a lot of action beats. But again, no one stands head and shoulders above the other. So seven and seven. And that's the end of round five. So uh, guess what you get to do?
0: Deductions. (laughs) (laughs) So motherf***er. I was always
1: trying to ice skate uphill.
0: So deduction round, sorcerer. What, what are you taking off for it? At
2: the end of the day, I'm only going to take off one point, and I just think the film was a little too padded and had a little bit of a pacing issue. I know that's a very '70s thing, and I understand and I agree with the fact that that the movie is all about going slow. So I just felt like maybe we could have got to that part faster. Like we spent a lot of time in some of these guys' backstories. I don't know. Minus one for, for pacing issues for me. What about you?
0: I only took one off, and I might, in the end, not take it off, because I've been ask you this question, like, why was the hitman there? Exactly. That, that was, I don't that know. Because we saw him kill somebody, and then I just didn't see the connection. I saw the connection for everybody else.
2: Yeah, honestly, I thought he'd been sent there to kill one of them.
0: I thought so, too. I thought that at the very beginning. And, and then I thought, as the movie was progressing, he was using this convoy to do some sort of assassination or something. I thought he had some sort of ulterior motive mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't know, man. Okay, so yeah, that was the only thing that bothered me that I'm going to take a point off for, because they went to great lengths to explain everything but him kind of points are you taking off for Demolition Man? Demolition Man, I'm only going to
2: take off one point. It's going to be because we have Supercop John Spartan and really badass villain Simon Phoenix, and none of them can hit the broad side of a barn. Even when they get the drop on the other guy and he doesn't even know he's there, they miss with every bullet they shoot.
0: <laughs> I know, like Phoenix has a MAC-10 at the end and Spartan's just hanging there. Like, yeah. And not even, like, hanging there far out, like, six feet away from it, and you can't.
2: It just miss and they miss and they miss and I'm just like, I mean, I know you can't kill the characters, but come on. It's just laughably bad aim for these two guys are supposed to be really, really tough. But I'm considering giving it a plus one because it had Grandel Bush in it and I just love Grandel Bush. When oh I yeah, <laughs> we got <bits> and
0: <laughs> I
2: won't officially give it a plus one since we're in the deduction round, but Grandel Bush is one of my favorite character actors. If you guys don't know who he is, he was in License to Kill uh, with James Bond. Uh, he's was in this, gosh, help me out. He was in
0: Little Johnson and Die Hard. Die
2: Hard, yes. He's just a wonderful character actor. I recently heard an interview with him over on the James Bond Radio Podcast, and he just sounds like a wonderful man. And it just makes me smile whenever I see him. So Grandell Bush gets a shout out. It's not a deduction, but uh, I just squeezed it in there.
0: I'm glad you brought that. In. All right, deductions for me. There's a few, so I'm gonna also jump on your spray and pray '90s gunfight train. Don't like it. Never liked it. Won't like it, so minus one. You don't thaw out Jesse the body Ventura and do nothing with it. <laughs> minus one. I should say minus two for that one, but I'll be generous, and it's only minus one.
2: Oh, Okay, I understand.
0: And I talked about it before. If you're going to cut out the daughter element from the story, go all in and cut out the scene from the car as well. It's just lazy-headed. editing. Minus one.
2: No, so you got a total of minus three in this one. I do. Woo! Well, that's going to bring us to the end of our scoring rounds. Now, don't worry if you haven't been keeping up with the math at home, folks. We do that for you here at Action Film Face Off. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you something. On Sorcerer, Jason and I scored it exactly the same. And in Demolition Man, we were only four points apart. This is what happens when we grow up watching movies together, people.
0: Yeah, I think
2: so. <laughs> Don't look for a lot of variety in our show. We may have to have some guests or something. But anyways, uh, looking at the judges' scorecards. The winner of this episode of Action Film Face-Off, with a score of 70 to 58, is Demolition Man.
0: All right, congratulations to Demolition Man. Now let's head over to The Randomizer and find out what the years are going to be for our next episode. My brother Jared will be pulling a film from. Choose your destiny. Nineteen eighty-five.
2: <laughs>
0: I got James Bond. I got Rambo two. I got about it. a I Predator. This. Commando. Predator? Oh, that's right, it's Commando. <laughs> I'm going to leave it up to
2: the Crusaders Club to decide, man. I'll pitch them out on Crusaders Club and let them choose.
0: Oh, you got to go Crusaders Club. All right. I'm going to let them do it. Well, I'm going to bring a film from... Choose Your Destiny. 2001. Oh, what would those films be? We'll tease them on social media for those of you who want to watch before listening, Dave. Or you can tune in next episode to find out. Until then, I'm Jason Skull Albrecht, and you can find me on social media at Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrecht on Facebook or Instagram.
2: And you can find me, Jared Albrick, the Yard Sale Artist, a.k.a. Death Probe, at Yard Sale Artist. It's all Yard Sale Artist. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's all at Yard Sale Artist. And be sure to check out all the shows under the Longbox Crusade umbrella by subscribing to Longbox Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, pretty much all your finer podcatchers. I mean, we've got shows on comic books, we got other shows on comic books, we got shows on Transformers comic books. We do a lot of comic books. But we also talk about vintage TV and movie serials on Saturday Matinee Theater. we got a lot to offer, so come check us out. And you can do that by going to Longbox Crusade on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram.
0: Yeah, basically, if you ever got beat up in high school, this podcast is for you. Yeah, this is for you. This is, yeah. I mean,
2: Jason and I decided to join the military and get all tough because we didn't want to get beat up anymore. said somehow we still get beat up I know it? Doesn't mean it doesn't <laughs> it's not it. fair <laughs> and if you want to interact with us via live chat and be entered to win some free stuff I mentioned that earlier in the show you get free stuff on our live raffles join us on our next episode of doing it live stream over on YouTube we do them on the second Sunday of every month and we always start at 3 30 p.m. central time you can get signed up for that by going to long box crusade on YouTube please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you get reminder notifications for when we go live and thanks for tuning in we appreciate you listening and until till next time keep your head down and your knuckles
1: up like when a the with no members <laughs> oh no i stay with that iron man
2: the intro and outro theme to this show and all of our action film face-off shows are done by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9.
0: You will not regret it. A U.S. Ar- or oh, not you're not Army, are you? No, I'm not. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> U.S. Air Force. <laughs> New take. Delvin Williams. Wait, nah, that's great. We charging him. Yeah, that's not, a good. You owe good us business. money, Delvin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't paid me. ass yes, man. <laughs> Police force are outmatched by Simon Sad. Ah, boy, I'm having trouble with words today. See, <laughs> take it easy, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a long-winded way of me saying that I'm going to give this story an eight. Ooh, I thought you're not even eight. in the scoring round yet. I'm going to retract (laughs) what I just (laughs) said. Holy (laughs) we've done this ten times, and I screwed it up. Can you believe it? I have a question, though. What do you think is more dangerous, driving nitro explosives across 200 miles of jungle, or transporting Pat from Atlanta to Charlotte after he's had two breakfast burritos?
2: Yes, yes, I have some experience with the latter, and, uh... Let's just say I could relate to the guys in the film.
0: Okay. All right. Gotcha.